Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Transfix Take podcast, where we are performance driven. Each week, we deliver news, insights, and trends for shippers and carriers from our market expert, Justin Mays. Mays, there's a lot to cover, but it's great to be with you. Hey, Jenny, glad to be back with you as well this week. As we discussed, yet another speed bump. We drove slowly around the last couple speed bumps, like the issues with potential rail shutdowns, and we were lucky to navigate around them. That's right, Maze, but this week poses a bit of a different challenge, one that we don't have any control over, and that is the weather. So Maze, I know you've got an update. Let's get into it. You're right, Jenny. This week, we are going to be a little more hyper-focused on hurricanes and the impact to the market, as we are expecting our first major hurricane to impact the U.S., this week. So the weight of this potential impact could really cripple the supply chain, but Maze, I want you to get into the logistics of what hurricanes do to the supply chain in general. Natural disasters such as hurricanes impact supply chains and disrupt trucking markets by changing supply and demand through affected markets. This can act as a domino falling across nearby markets. So Maze, is this impact going to affect the industry as it happens or is it going to affect it after it happens? Well, Jenny, most people believe that it's the after effects that have an impact on supply chains. But the truth is the disruption starts before the storm even hits. As meteorologists start forecasting storms such as Ian, shippers are quick to react and start positioning freight for panic buying and the impacts the storm may have. Panic buying is absolutely a term that we are very familiar with, especially with the onset of COVID-19. But we had a little bit more runway with that. Hurricanes, not so much. Freight such as water and other essential commodities are pushed to stores near potentially impacted markets in preparation for consumers going out and buying a mass to prepare for any potential issues they face with the storm. And other shippers start to stage freight for the damage caused by storms such as home building materials. And let's get into the issue of trucking capacity. We know that the East Coast is typically prepared for inclement weather issues such as a hurricane, but what can we expect from the trucking industry relative to Hurricane Ian now? Well, storms like Ian impact trucking capacity as more freight is needed in these areas, and some capacity starts to leave this area. Drivers who decide the journey into or out of impacted areas do so at a higher cost due to safety concerns, obviously. Spot rates traditionally rise in markets anticipating the storm as more freight hits the spot market due to carriers rejecting some of their contract freight as their capacity starts to be disrupted. Spot rates also rise going into the impacted markets as relief freight is pushed into the spot market by shippers and government agencies such as FEMA. It is not only the markets that are anticipating a direct hit from a given storm, but also markets nearby. These nearby markets also tend to see spot volume rise as shippers and government agencies use these markets to stage freight. Supply has a domino effect as some drivers look to take advantage of higher paying spot rates in neighboring markets, and others opt to sit out during the storm. And so for weeks now, we've been talking about potential spot market swings back in a carrier's favor. Where we did not anticipate was this hurricane developing. So. Maze, where do you think this aftermath is going to lead the industry and the markets moving forward? It's important to note that as soon as the sun peaks out behind the storm, it doesn't mean that trucking capacity goes right back to where it was prior. Depending on the scale of the impact, trucking markets can be disrupted for days and even weeks. If markets have power outages or flooding, causing facilities to close, this can create a backlog of freight that needs to leave and arrive in these markets. Meanwhile, drivers get stuck holding freight waiting until these facilities open, 
which only impacts supply farther. So Maze, this is reminding me a lot about the 2021 Texas power crisis due to a deep freeze. Is this something similar? Jenny, that's a great comparison. We thought for a slight second we were starting to get out of this hectic spot market, and then boom, we're hit with this deep freeze that impacted the supply chain throughout their country. Well, that weather event not only drove up spot rates in the South region, but is responsible for driving up spot rates nationally as disruption had a domino impact across all markets. So throughout the week, we're gonna keep an eye on Hurricane Ian and make sure that we provide updates on a day-to-day -day basis all week long from Mays himself. In the meantime, Mays, why don't you give us an update on where the markets are regionally right now? After a sign of relief from union agreements reached on the rails, not much change occurred in the truckload markets last week. Tender rejections and spot rates continued to remain relatively flat nationally. And as anticipated, the Pacific Northwest region continues to see tightening, resulting in small rises on spot freight for shippers. Other states in the West follow suit as we also started to notice slight inclines of spot freight originating out of California and Nevada. As for the Midwest and Northeast, we haven't seen any noticeable changes. All right, Maze, I know that there's one specific region that's been heavy on your mind, so why don't we give everyone an update? Let's get into it. The Southeast may not have seen much volatility last week, but this has changed and will continue to change. Southeast markets should be on everyone's radar as Hurricane Ian approaches. Contract freight will start seeing rejections increase as carriers opt to move relief freight through the spot market or decide to leave the market for safety concerns during the storm. Freight leaving from all markets destined to potential impacted areas will likely see rates and tender rejections rise as the storm gets closer. I personally anticipate spot to pick up steam in Florida and nearby markets in states such as Georgia, Mississippi, and Louisiana, as the actual impact zone is still unknown as the storm doesn't reach us for a few more days. Carriers have been in the shipper-controlled market for over two months now. But disruption, like Ian, could create volatility that moves spot rates in the carrier's favor. Most likely, this will be in the southeast region, which saw spot rates decline by over 10% just in the last 60 days. Ian may put a stop to the falling rates and push them slightly upward, if not a little more, for a short period of time. As of now, a state of emergency has been issued for Florida, and hours of service restrictions four drivers have been lifted. In the coming days, as the hurricane starts to impact Florida and the surrounding areas, supply chains from trucking to rails and even ports will be impacted. And these impacts will have a continued impact on the trucking market for a few days and even potentially longer. So I know we're going to stay hyper-focused on Hurricane Ian and its developments throughout the week, but what can we expect on next week's episode? Well, Jenny, this week we stayed pretty focused on Hurricane Ian and the impacts that hurricanes can have as it's becoming a very active season. And next week, Jenny, we're going to jump in and analyze the impact that the freight market saw due to Hurricane Ian and impacts we're still experiencing. And we're going to turn back into watching what's happening at the ports throughout the U.S., ahead of Q4. All right, well, you heard the man. We'll see you next week with an all-new episode. And remember, drive safely. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix, Inc., or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. 
The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change. Thank you.